Hey everybody, just a little note here as I am out in the Kawartha Lakes, it's 10.15 p.m. I've got Piper and Luna hooked up to my Canacross setup here. Uh, they're on a, on a single lead, but they've, I've got a bifurcation at the end. So um, this is kind of the start of Luna's Canacross training. We're just cooling down from a two-kilometer run-walk. Luna's about five months old now, almost six months. And uh, she is doing great. She's got a lot of energy, and I figured uh, we'd hook her up and do a nice, easy introduction for her for Canacross. Piper's kind of showing her the ropes, and uh, she did fantastic. She's a happy puppy right now. And, you know, uh, as much as this is training for her, it's very informal. These runs with her are going to be short and infrequent and low intensity, like run-walk type of stuff. I don't want her to have a bad experience or to overheat or anything like that. So the sun's down. It's still quite warm out. I don't know if you can hear the, the frogs chirping and the crickets. The lightning bugs are blinking on and off around us as well. It's pretty cool. And uh, yeah, so I just thought I'd uh, share this moment with y'all as we carry on with our little cool down here. I got to go in the dark and look for their poops. <laughs> We're just running loops around uh, my in-laws cottage up here in the Corthas. It is just absolutely beautiful up here. And uh, we're doing good. Girls, you want to say hi? Luna, come here. I don't know if you could hear Luna sniffing the phone there, but there she is. All right, guys, we'll, uh, we'll catch up with you later and we'll get on to the, uh, to the main show, Run Wild. From the trails to the road to the track. If it's running, you'll find it right here on Trail Tales ARP. Run wild. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Trail Tales Running Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Sobon, coming to you from the wonderful Dufferin County, where on May 28th, I woke up to snow. Yes, that's right. You can check it out on my Instagram. I was waking up and went outside with my dogs and I thought somebody sprayed foam all over my lawn. And then I realized it was cold and there was snow falling from the sky. So that's life. Today, it's beautiful and sunny. And here we go with another show. And today we have a returning guest, the wonderful ultra running mental health professional, Shannon Mick from Pennsylvania. Shannon, nice to see you again. Welcome to the show. Yay, I'm really, really excited to be back and talking to you. I'm excited to have you back too. And, and since I had you last, like, you know, we've kept in touch uh, via some email and usually just social media like Instagram and LinkedIn and everything. And I've been watching your adventures and, you know, today we're going to talk about life and running and, you know, we always say, or at least I always say, you know, life is, is like, like running and vice versa, right? They kind of parallel each other. With running, you've got your ups and downs, your challenges, your obstacles that you have to overcome. And life is a lot like that too. And uh, today you're going to share with us kind of how that has affected you with your life and your running and everything else in between, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'll let you kind of tell your story as it goes. But most recently, this this kind of conversation started with 
50 mile race that you did recently and then things didn't go so well for you on that race, not because of anything you did, but because of stuff that happened to you, right? These just kind of unforeseen circumstances and, and challenges. Mm-hmm. But uh, why, don't you, why don't you take us back to before the race to kind of some of the challenges you've had to deal with leading up to this kind of, you know, peak of challenges, if you will. <laughs> yeah, so the things I've been through have been going on for years and it's not just like there are little things I'm talking about like really big challenges I've had to overcome and you know it's kind of part of the reason that I'm sitting here talking with you is because we feel like when we go through really big challenges alone that we are alone you know we feel like we're alone and nobody's there with us So I figured I'd put my story out there and um, hopefully, you know, it kind of helps people and they know that they're not alone in the same challenges. Absolutely. Um, Even if, even if people haven't had, you know, the same challenges as you, we've, we all kind of go through all our challenges and stuff and it it is good to get perspective from other people as well. Right. So we, Mm -hmm. we appreciate you coming on the show to share that with us. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, this all started. So, all right. So, I haven't finished an ultra marathon since March 2019. That's that's a that's a long time if you're an ultra runner, right? It is a very long time because I generally like I try to get in five per year, like that's my usual. So wow, that's 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 really good, actually. Yeah. So it, it like kills me to <laughs> be going this long without having that. You're, you're in a deficit for sure. Yeah, right. Um, and, you know, once when we're knocked down, we get we work really hard to get back up. So it's like we get a challenge and uh, it knocks us down. And then it's like you want to reach your goals. So, you know, you work extremely hard to get back up. Um, so back in March, 2019, I was 18 weeks pregnant and that's when I ran Badwater Cape Fear. That's a 51.4 miler. Okay. And, and I did that because, well, I knew I could safely do it, but I also thought to myself, you know, um, in the time it takes to, um, you know, finish the pregnancy and then recover from it. It's, you know, I don't know when I'm going to get to run an ultra again. So um, I ran the race, you know, and it was perfect. Um, And then uh, when it was um, time to have my baby, which was in July, uh, I had to have an emergency C-section because she was breech. Oh, wow. Okay. So I guess that's something you weren't expecting if it was an emergency, right? Right. Yeah, no, I, I had um, a midwife and uh, I was in natural labor. And when the baby wasn't coming, they checked with the ultrasound and realized, oh, whoa, crap. <laughs> yeah, they, they like super got me um, ready for the, the surgery. Oh, wow. Yeah, that I yeah. mean, wow, that's that's a huge ordeal because that's I mean, you know, C-sections, they're not something that's uncommon, but that's a major surgery. Like that's huge. And, um, for it to happen, like out of the blue, when you're not expecting it, I, Mm -hmm. I can only imagine, you know, 
what's going through your mind with you and your husband and everything, you know, there's so much going on there. Um, yeah. do, do you remember just, you know, cause I'm a paramedic background. Yeah. Um, was she like Frank breach, like bum first was she like a foot presentation. Do you remember what they told you? It was bum first. Okay. So that's like, yeah. that's like a Frank breach. That's a big one. Yeah. You can't, yeah. you can't, you can't deliver that. Uh -uh, no. And my, my water had already broke, so they couldn't, you know, turn her or anything. So yeah, yeah that was the only decision. The only thing we could do. Wow. Yeah. So, so you had that, what was, you know, uh, what was kind of your recovery, I guess, like, yeah, that? I mean, okay. Comparing, comparing that and the amount of pain, like to an ultra marathon, an ultra marathon doesn't even come close <laughs> to the amount of pain and recovery time it takes for a C-section. Like you can't, you can't drive for six weeks after it you know, um, and so the recovery time with running, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't run like even a mile for two or three months afterwards. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. And it took me, well, oh my goodness. Um, it took my first run, like, like run, run was eight miles. And I regretted doing it so bad afterwards. I don't remember what month that was. It might've been, I think it was October um, because Stephen might've been doing Oil Creek 100 at the time. So July and then October, I was up to eight miles, but I shouldn't have been doing, but you know. <laughs> there's you're the runner and you want to run right so, right so, yeah yeah so, super stupid but you know um and then it took oh my goodness I did um a 50k like just self-supported um half on the treadmill and half around like my neighborhood in, in probably the spring of 2020 something like that. Okay. So I was able to get back up, but I mean, still like that was nowhere near pain-free. Yeah. So, so you're dealing with the pain, like the physical yeah. pain of, of the surgery and the scar. And, um, right. you know, my daughter, she just turned five. Uh, she was born through C-section as well. Now it wasn't an emergency per se that it had to happen on the fly, but it was, um, urgent that she was done by c-section it wasn't our original plan like you there's a midwife and everything and you know she's five years old now and and you know my wife still has pain on certain days right where she can't mm -hmm. do certain stuff so i mean right. you know yeah. just lingering effects so you had to deal with the pain um but then you also have to deal with like you know the mind aspect too because you want to run like your mind's like i want to get out and run physically mm -hmm. you can't necessarily do what you want to do so there's that struggle as well, I guess, that you were going through for that period of time. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So definitely you just, you want to do too much and you, you shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. so you, you kind of got through that hurdle. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I guess. And it took some time, but you know, you were able to do that. So what, what, 
went next with you? What, what went next? What, what, what went wrong next? <laughs> well, what went wrong next for me went wrong next for everyone because, you know, coming out of this, this C-section, I was like, I'm going to sign up for a bunch of races. And then lo and behold, there's COVID. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, that. <laughs> uh-huh. All got canceled. You gotta be kidding me. It was like, it was so disappointing. Um, so then I did um, the virtual race across Tennessee, the 2000 K one. Yep. I ran, I gold myself with 10 plus miles every day for, I think it took about two and a half months to run the whole distance. Wow. Yeah, I did well, that. Did that kind of satisfy your running bug, I guess, if you will, to an extent, being able yeah. to do that and have a, have that goal? Yeah, I'd say so. Cool. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like, oh, I did get a belt buckle for it. Okay. But it wasn't a true ultra marathon. You know what I mean? Where you get out there and you have the the competition and the camaraderie and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then that after that is when I did that FKT. So, you know, that's kind of what I made out of 2020 coming, you know, past the C-section and COVID. Um, you know, just kind of make things happen for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. You have to kind of envision what you want. And sometimes it's going to be hard to, uh, you know, things aren't going to fall into your lap. So like you said, you have to make it happen. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like, you know, doing your self-supported, you know, 50 K half treadmill health out there and running. That was, that was all you, right. There was no Mm -hmm. virtual aspect to it. There's no belt buckle at the end of it, but it was just Mm -hmm. you hitting, hitting a 50 K ultra and and good for you for that. Right. So, and your, 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 um, FKT, if I recall, because we did talk about that last time you were here, you injured your ankle during that, did you not? Or was that was that remember. was Floral Highlands right after my FKT. Right after, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, and and that was that was a pretty painful one too for you, wasn't it? Oh my goodness! All right, yeah, and I mean, okay, um, you know how I said like you have a bunch of challenges and they all hit you hard and they knock you down and then you get back up and you try like crazy to catch back up and reach all your goals literally the week before Laurel Highlands Ultra I hired my my run coach because I was ready to hit the ground running and I felt <laughs> like crap after injuring myself at Laurel Highlands because then he had to help rehab my ankle for I, I, I think it was six months I counted until I oh, started wow. feeling like I was good again to be a crazy person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was, that was a big setback, six, six months. So, you know, did you do physio? Were you just kind of like decreasing your mileage at that point and being like a mortal runner? And <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> what was that six months like for you? Yeah. I mean, oh my goodness. So I, I had to take a couple of weeks off, like completely and just do strength work stuff. Okay. And um, then to 
start running again, it was like intervals, like walk eight minutes, run two minutes, walk eight minutes, run two minutes. And then he gradually decreased the walk time and then increased the run time. And like mentally to me, that was so devastating. Um, I would, I would like, I would use my phone and make videos for Instagram. Oh, wow. Yeah. I guess, you know, it sounds like he was, he was doing right by you though, and, and being very mm -hmm. cautious and making sure you don't do any more damage to that ankle yeah. at, the, at the same st time, still kind of getting you out there and trying to move around a little bit. Right. So, right. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. Is that how you started making your videos for social media? Like when you were doing those run walk kind of things? Mm -hmm. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. I needed, I needed a way to vent and at the same time be like, it's okay yeah. <laughs> to just pass the time. Yeah. No, I like, I like your videos. You do now I enjoy watching them. They're almost like your own little mini podcast that you have up on your Instagram channel, you know, cause, cause you can go like, you know, 13, 20 minutes for some of them and, and they're pretty mm -hmm. good. And, yeah. and the great thing about it is you're, you're recording while you're running on a trail and you know, that's kind of when your thought process really gets flowing and stuff. And I don't know if it's the same for you, but I kind of get creative and I get all my best ideas when I'm out there running. Right. So yeah. you feel really inspired. So I'm, I'm glad you share that with us. It's really cool. And if you're yeah. listening and you haven't checked it out, uh, go check out Shannon's um, Instagram channel. Uh, Shannon, can you give us your, your tag? Cause I can't remember exactly what it is. I don't want to screw it up. Yeah. It's be short run ultra. There you go. Be short run ultra and just type that in and you'll find her there. Yep. Yeah, that's cool. So, so you were kind of recovering from the, from the ankle injury. And then uh, what, what happened after that? Well, I, okay. So I mean, like, yeah, it took six months to recover from that. Yeah. And I, I kept my ankle kept hurting though within all that time and it would bump me back down. Okay. So it was almost like a snail climbing up, climbing up an incline yes. and then going back a little bit, two steps. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Two steps forward and one step back. Yeah. yeah. That was painful. Yep. <laughs> oh, man, what a bugger. Yeah. Right. Um, so that took, oh, and I went to the chiropractor, which I still do that. And he puts my ankle, I don't want to say back in place, but kind of back in place every time it goes out now, say if I'm like trail running, so. Yeah. And I guess, you know, being on the trails, cause you, you primarily run the trails, you know, all those, um, the, all the uneven terrain that you're on too, right. You're, you're really working your ankle quite a bit more so mm -hmm. than on the, you know, flat, even surface. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Let me ask you. So during that six month period, you know, um, where, where was your head at? You said it was tough kind of having to do the run walk and everything. And mm -hmm. I guess, you know, making your videos was a way to kind of cope or at least entertain yourself <laughs> while you were walking so uh -oh. yeah you, you know wh where was your motivation at during that time oh it was kind of you know also for everybody else um but in a way like like as a uh, ugh, I can't talk as a professional mental health counselor it was kind of also like I have to practice what I preach um, and, and it also makes me a better mental health counselor. So, um, that was kind of my motivation was to do it for myself, but do it for, you know, everybody who follows me and meets with me. Oh, good for you. That's, that's a, 
you know, leading by example is a great thing. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 It, it was definitely hard to do because I'm very hard on myself and I'll tell myself some like things that you shouldn't say to yourself, you know, um, especially as a runner, because we're always critiquing ourselves and being like really critical. Um, so that's, that was probably the hardest part was kind of being like, yeah, listen to, listen to what you're doing to yourself. Yeah. Um, and then go ahead and putting it out there too. Oh, for sure. But yeah. I know I'm not the only person who does it. Absolutely. Um, that's just something, you know, we all kind of, kind of do to ourselves from time to time, but you know, it's, it's good to get the reminder from you that, you know, you shouldn't necessarily talk to yourself like that. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So, you know, you have the ankle and, you know, it's another, another obstacle or another hurdle that you had to overcome. And let's, let's move forward to the point where you start to, you know, I know your ankle wasn't completely hundred percent, you know, you still have to get treatment for it. But so once you were in running shape, once again, ultra running shape, mm-hmm. um, yeah. what, where was your trajectory going at that point? Uh, I needed, I needed something. So I, I had all these different races and ideas and I kept telling my coach, like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. And he was just kind of, he's very good to me and he's really patient. He's like, all right, well, you know, let's pick one and we'll do that. And so I picked, um, and this was April of this year, um, or no, wait, where were we? We were talking about, we just finished talking about the ankle at Laurel Highlands, yeah. right? Did, okay. So um short did you when did you do the the bad water the the virtual the, okay that, that was that, a big one right that's the one i was about to bring up and then yeah. i was like did we go out of order no we're good yep April <laughs> we're good. Was... <laughs> see i don't even know anymore uh, it's all one blur eh? it really is um april was bad water 267 virtual race elite so now, th- uh, this this race was pretty cool because it was yeah. I was, I was following you during this time and, uh, it was, it was tough. That was a lot of, that was a lot of running in a short time. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, so you had to do, um, 267 miles in 16 days. They all had to be logged outdoors. Um, and we had to use Strava. We were all in a public Strava group and a public Facebook group. And we would use Strava to, um, for the timing and we could check each other's times to make sure everyone's being truthful. And uh, then we'd uh, upload our times into run sign up where we could see like the race standings and again, see everybody's pictures they posted and run sign up and all of the information about every run. Okay. So there was actually a lot of um, work, you know, for us runners, not only were we running, but we had to track everything accurately. And it was, it was a true race, which was really cool. Yeah. And I guess like, you know, having the, the Facebook and the Strava group there, 
I guess there was a bit of a community that was built through it too, right? Were you guys interacting with each other? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. We were all following each other and um, there was a there was a little under 200 of us, I think, total. And we had um, a handful of DNFs. Yeah, that's, that's not surprising with that with that type of mileage in, in only 16 days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. 267 miles, eh? Mm -hmm. So what were you averaging per day for that? Did you did you have like a did you plot it out every day what you were going to run? Or did you give yourself some allowances on certain days? I'm, you know, I am pretty strict about it. I took the same approach um, for this virtual race as I did with that race across Tennessee back in 2020. And I told myself, all right, minimum mile per day is 17 miles. Okay. Like you have to log more than 17 miles every day. And that wow. was my rule. Wow. And, and I was like, you know, if, um, if you finish early, there you go, you know, icing on top of the cake. Yeah. Yeah. You did it. There's your motivation. <laughs> yeah. Just for my, for my Canadian friends who are listening and, and others that uh, use the metric system, <laughs> that's 427.2 kilometers in 16 days. That's, it's insane. I still can't wrap my head around that, you know, yeah. good for you. And you, and you did it. And you did, I did it. it. Yeah, I couldn't believe that. Um, one, I, I love running more than I thought I did. That taught me something. Um, a lot of little life, life lessons were in there. And um, just like problem solving skills. So it was really interesting to get to run that many miles a day. And um, actually see that I could do it because you see uh, elite runners, you know, running a certain distance per week and usually 100 mile weeks or something like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, to be able to, you know, do like a mileage like that is just amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, did your ankle, I guess your ankle held up nicely. Did you have to deal with any pains or like, you know, having to ice it after each run? And No, my ankle. Yeah, it held up. Um, I don't, I think I waited till afterwards to go to the chiropractor or maybe I went during, no, probably just waited till afterwards, but, um, okay. yeah, the ankle held up pretty well for that. So that, that, um, that event, that ultra was really kind of like a, a high point for you then, right? You had been kind of getting, getting bombarded with all these challenges. And all of a sudden you have this this huge challenge and this is really big goal ahead of you and you're able to accomplish it mm -hmm. without any unforeseen problems coming your way which was which was great that must have made you feel yeah. like oh finally know, finally I after everything i've been through finally something worked out yeah i was so nervous going into it because i'm like what's gonna happen <laughs> what's gonna go wrong you're just like okay what is it right like trying to figure it all out <laughs> yeah yeah, but but nothing did happen other than yeah. you like kicking some ass. So right, yeah. Oh, oh that's, man. that's awesome. That's awesome. And what what was that again? That wasn't too long ago. No, that that was How back in was April. That? that was April. Okay, yeah, that, that was, was like April. Yeah, fairly recently. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And oh, I actually came in for um, 
for a female, like as far as elevation gain, I had the most elevation gain and I was so, I was so proud of that. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. That's <laughs> yeah. really cool. So like you worked harder than, than all the other females because mm-hmm. it was elevation. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, did, they, had, did they I give had, you like kudos for that or anything? Yeah, I got special kudos on the Facebook Live when Chris Kosman was announcing like all the race details and he was interviewing like some of the top runners and he interviewed the last runner to finish and yeah. Oh, that's cool. Awesome. That's cool. Where did you run primarily when you were when you were doing your runs? I'm sure you had various routes, but yeah, I had I just I did them all around home. Um I have loops that I do. Uh, like, so where I live, my town and the town next door, you can run from my house all the way to the end of the other town. And it's probably like three or four miles total. <laughs> so um, up and down a lot of streets, um, out and back dirt roads that we have that kind of go out where there's no cell phone reception. Yeah. I ran, um, we have a 10 mile loop trail that goes around both towns. So That's I did cool. that. I did that trail a lot and um, the interconnecting trails. Yeah, I did. I did all of the miles around here and now it's so boring. I'm running around here sometimes. <laughs> Just <laughs> so, You could probably do it with your eyes closed now. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Yep. That's awesome. Um, all right. So you, so you had that really cool accomplishment there. Um, you know, you got your reward and then you had another ultra lined up. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. There was nothing, there was nothing in between there really, other than just kind of just your regular running and stuff. Right. And, mm-hmm. and doing life yeah. and everything. Okay. Right. So, yep. so you had, you had this 50 miler. I don't know. Like, I'll leave it up to you if you want to mention the name of the race, because, you know, we're not going to turn this into like, kind of like a, like a bitching session, but you had some pretty crappy stuff happen to you on this race that was, yeah. you know, n- not any fault of your own whatsoever. But my heart right. broke. My heart broke for you when I when I saw your post and and what happened. And uh, you know, I actually mentioned it on the last episode that's out now with um, with Josh Wagner. We call him the Running Pirate. I don't know if you heard him. So he's he's in Illinois. And uh, he's, he's, he's a pretty cool runner. He's getting into ultra running now, right. And starting to do trails and he's, he's working towards his first 50 miler. And Mm -hmm. I kind of, you know, mentioned to him what happened to you. And he's like, how do you make that right? You know? So, so I know everybody's like, you know, on the edge of their seats going, what happened? What happened? So let's, let's get into that now. You all know how I love to run with Piper the Wonder Dog. Her safety and health are my number one priority when we're out on the trails together. And that's why I've been giving Piper Big Country Raw's all-natural joint support supplements since she was a pup. Trail Tales ARP is happy to provide you with a discount code for 10% off your order at bigcountryraw.ca. Visit bigcountryraw.ca and use the code TRAILTALES, one word, to receive your 10% discount today. Run wild! Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not going to mention the name of the race. Um, I'm, I'm pretty good friends with the race director and I've also had another person from the race reach out to me recently. Um, you know, so none of this reflects the race or the trail and ultra community at all, because 
the person who did it isn't in our community. Um, so it has nothing to do with that. Uh, so what happened at the race was, you know, I was running the 50 miler and I'll just say that it was a big deal to be at this um, in-person race and to be doing my favorite distance. And, you know, after overcoming everything from, you know, the pregnancy on up and I could finally be like, say to my, cause you know, I would say to my running coach, things like, I don't know how well I'm doing. I'm really frustrated. I'm really upset. I feel really slow and like all these things. And so I was going to do this 50 miler to be like a benchmark to see okay. where I'm at with, um, my running. And this is your first opportunity at a live race since your pregnancy, right? Um, Laurel Highlands, oh, but Laurel I, that's when I like yeah. hold my ankle and it like snapped at mile seven or whatever it was. Right. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, this was basically my next shot and I was completely rehabbed. Um, so I was there and I was, I was booking it. Um, I didn't, I don't think I went out too fast, but I mean, I kept the pace uncomfortable pretty much the entire time. I ran some of the uphills and I tried my best to stay on top of, um, hydration and nutrition. And, um, I got to around mile 20 something or so. And, um, one of my friends at the aid station, he was like, all right, make sure, you know, stay on top of your hydration, stay on top of your hydration, have this watermelon. Um, because I was starting to not do so well. Okay. Um, like, no, <laughs> I was, I'm pretty sure I was getting dehydrated. That's probably okay. what it was. You know, it, it wasn't too bad though. I was just, I was feeling, I don't know if it was lightheaded or what, but you know, when you run a really long ways, you're not thinking like that clearly. And you look at the trail and it like looks kind of funny because you're just constantly watching the trail and it's like a blur because you're running, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, your, your mind can play tricks on you and, yeah. and you know, it's like, and you're, you're pushing the pace here too, right? Like you're, you're right. working hard. This isn't like, you know, a nice training run that you're just going to take it easy, long run type of pace. Like you're pushing yourself and you know, what was the temperature like? Was it, was it a warmer day for you or? It, it was 65 out. Okay. So that's, that's not yeah. bad running weather. Like, you know? Yeah. But yeah. yeah. People, people kept saying, Oh, it's hot. It's hot. And I was okay with it, but, okay. um, so anyways, you were, you were, yeah. you know, you were dehydrated, but not to the point right. where, where, you know, it was critical, just like, okay, right. get on top of your water, try to catch up a little bit. And, right. and that happens yeah. to, if to anybody, right. Like that can happen very easily. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I kept, I kept going and I kept pushing. Um, and I started getting like cranky too. And, um, even my friends who were passing me were like <laughs> saying hi and stuff. I didn't say hi to really anybody. Um, just kind of like a short high, but 
I was on my way um, into the hardest section of the race and you have a bunch of these rolling hills and they're made of uh, giant gravel, like mini boulders. I don't know how else to explain them. Okay, like, I got a good picture of that. That's a yeah. good description. Yeah. Okay. And um, so then this aid station, you go through some fields and then the aid station, you finally reach it. I think it's a nine mile stretch between the two aid stations where I saw my friend at and then going out to this aid station. Um, so I get to the aid station and I mean, yeah, I'm kind of out of it. And by the time I got there, I, I had mentally beaten myself up over my pace. Um, but my pace was actually fine. It's just, here's my first error. I didn't look at my watch and I don't look at my watch on purpose when I race. Okay. So seeing the pace and the time on it stresses me out. Um, so I didn't look at it and I assumed I was going really slow just because I felt like crap. Um, so I mentally beat myself up when I came into the aid station, I still wasn't feeling the greatest from the dehydration and I mentally beat myself up and I was feeling that pressure to, um, get in and get out as fast as possible. Okay. Um, you know, like grab and go kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. So you were, you were both yeah. physically and mentally in a, in a low spot. And I mean, right. we all know that's going to happen on this type of event. Right. right? And yeah. I'm, I'm sure you've, you've been there before or was this kind of was this different than any other event you've been to or um as far as you what your experience was at this time I mean it was pretty typical you know things were hurting and I wasn't quite mentally all there um I haven't had really any issues with hydration in the past okay but um this race I did and I was also like having, I had to go to the bathroom as well. Like I had to go number two. Yeah. And I'll talk about that later because that plays into like part of this issue. Um, so then I, I come into the aid station and I'm like that. And then I'm like, also, I started crying just out of like, I wasn't really crying, crying. But I was having mom guilt. Okay. It was so like, yeah, I was in this race for hours and I was feeling guilty, like missing my daughter. And I was ready to, because um, at that point, at that aid station, you have a two mile out and back to rip a page out of a book to say you were there. You know, you come back into the aid station and then it's a straight shot to the finish line. Okay. So at that point, I'm ready. I knew my husband was at the next aid station. So I knew it's like, all right, get in and out of this aid station. Everything's going to be fine. Here comes mean, rude lady. <laughs> She's key to the story here. She is key. This is why everything happened. So like, here I am, a hot mess. And I just want to get my stuff, get out and go. And she wouldn't let me leave. And um, you could just see her intention. Like as she walked around the aid station, you could tell she was power tripping. 
Um, The aid station was a group of older ladies volunteering and she was the youngest of them. And she was, she was definitely not an ultra runner. And I'm going to say definitely not a hiker or a, a runner, maybe a hiker, but I, I kind of doubt that too. Okay. Like she, she was trying to like pretend talk being friendly that she knew what I needed. And she even tried to make small talk about running shoes. And so it's like, you could just tell that this lady didn't really belong there. Right. And she was giving you that vibe, eh? Yeah, she's she was giving me the vibe. Um, so then the, she kept telling me like, all right, sit down. Um, you're gonna, you, you know, you're gonna sit here and you're gonna rest. She's like, you look pale, you're shaking. She's like, do you usually look pale? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> uh-huh. I don't know if I usually do or not. And at this um, point, at this point, you were health, you were 27 miles in or so? I, I was 32.4 miles. 32.4 miles. So yeah. you're, not, you're not gonna look your best at that point. No. Nobody is. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. So and she saw I was like shaking as I was putting water in my hydration bladder, which I honestly didn't think I was shaking. And if I was, it was because I was trying to get it to snap shut. And, you know, like those things can be hard to snap shut. Sure. So she's trying to, she's kind of trying to like coach me along and tell me what I need to do as far as like drink, you know, this soda, get the sugar and stuff like that, which I, I was fine with that. Yeah, sure. I'll have some pop, but, um, then she was trying to tell me, so I, so I left the aid station though. And I went, I tore my page out of the book and I came back and then she, she wanted me to sit down. So I sat twice for this lady. And, um, I also used the restroom when I came back. So I used the porta potty and I was in there doing my number two. And she had sent the EMS man to come over. He was retired EMS to come over, knock on my door. Okay. In there. And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I might just have diarrhea. I don't know. And I said it like that. I'm like, I'm coming out now. I was in there for like two minutes, I swear. Right. (laughs) And I come back out and then there she is again, like, I mean, she was just, she, she never really left me and she wanted me to sit more. So I sat more and she would ask questions, but it's like, she's talking at you and asking questions, but then you're answering them, telling her what you need. And she's not actually listening to what you're saying. Okay. So I wasn't being heard. I told her what was wrong. I told her that. I've gone through this before. I know what I'm doing. And this isn't my first 50 miler. And my husband's at the next aid station. And I'm ready to leave now. And I told her I missed my daughter and just wanted to get back to the finish line. And here she is. She starts playing off of these things I'm telling her I need. She says, 
you need to drop out. You need to get back to the finish line sooner and get see your daughter. Like this is how, like this is how it needs to go. Right. She says, I can tell you don't want to go on. I can tell that you just want to be done right here. She keeps feeding these things. And it's even hard for me to recall them. Um, just because they're there, I felt like I was trapped there for so long with this lady. And she was just um, kind of like preying on the fact that I was in a very weak condition at that time, like mentally. Oh yeah. You're completely vulnerable here. Right. And yeah, I, yeah. normal, I, I would think like, you know, normally at that point you need somebody to be lifting you up and, and cheering you on and, and kind of right. getting you motivated to go because you're in this race to finish the race. Right. Right. And, and yeah. she's, it sounds like she's doing the opposite and, and don't get me wrong. Like if there's a medical concern, like if you're like right now at this point, if I'm correct, correct me if I'm wrong, you're still able to keep fluids down. You're still having water intake. So you may have had a little diarrhea, some fluid loss there, and then through the exercise. But as long as you're still able to keep the fluids in and keep them down, you're not vomiting at this point. Yeah. You haven't you haven't passed out. You're still coherent, right? Mm -hmm. You're you're yep. a little wor worse for wear. But I would think, like in, in in my you know opinion at this point, you're still in the race you're right. still, still physically capable. I don't think there's any huge oh. medical concern right now where you're mm -hmm. not going to be able to get out. Obviously, you know, if I was there, I'd be like, keep drinking the water, right? Mm -hmm. If you feel right. dizzy or lightheaded, stop, flag somebody down, whatever, right? Like there's right. those things yeah. are in place. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. you're, you're getting like, you're getting like, it's okay. You can quit. You want to quit. You can quit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you should just quit yeah. right here. Like, so she's right. really not helping you. No. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, it kind of, the way she was doing it though, it was like, it was kind of just rude and demeaning in sort of a way. Um, because she was also like being like very like order, like, like you gotta sit down and, um, you know, I, I stood up at one point to do leg swings cause my legs were getting tight from sitting there. Yeah. And she looks at me and she had this attitude and she's like, you're cramping. Like, no, my legs are just hurting because I'm sitting here. Yeah. You don't want to start cooling down. Right. And then she looks at me and all she says is you're cramping. Go take a Tylenol. That guy over there has a Tylenol. The Tylenol's not going to do anything for cramping either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, you're telling me all these things that aren't helpful. I don't take medicine. She wanted, oh, she's like, take off your, I forgot about this one. Take off your shoes and reset your socks. And I'm thinking, <laughs> what, the, what the heck, lady? And I told her that I never take off my shoes during a race. Like yeah. Even for like hundred mile attempts, I don't take my shoes off. Like ever. No. Yeah. I, you no. know, like, yeah, I, I, when I did my first 50 K it was winter time. And when the snow started coming down, my feet got uncomfortable and I brought an extra pair of shoes because the shoes I was running in were like very, like they were the new balance minimus, like no padding on them. Yeah. So I wore them for about half the run. Like, hey, I got to switch. I need some cushioning now, but that was it. Like I kind of planned on doing that. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, but right. yeah, so like that, that's not your strategy. Like, no, I'm keeping my shoes on. Why am I going to take them off? Like, right. Yeah. No, it, it was ridiculous. And she gave the same advice to, um, a- another runner and he stopped because he was wearing shoes that were two or three days old. So he's getting, um, heat spots on his feet. So he was hobbling a lot and she made him take off his shoes and socks and he actually did it and re-put them back on which didn't didn't like that couldn't have helped the shoes are going to rub in the spots they're going to rub yeah you got to work them in right so right you know bad strategy to wear new shoes on a on a long race yeah so okay then the next thing um i'm standing there looking at her looking at this guy you know re-put his shoes back on and he gets to leave and I'm still stuck standing there with this lady and I'm like crying because she's all in my face like I start crying because of her and not being able to leave and I told her I told her I'm like I'm gonna miss the cutoff time you know I'm not gonna get my race PR like I'm telling her all these things I'm like I gotta go and she's like no, no, it's fine. Just stay here. You have plenty of time. Get some rest. And then another lady comes and they're like side hugging me. And I'm standing there just crying. I'm like, no, this isn't what I want. <laughs> oh, it's like you're being held hostage almost. That's the, like the feeling I'm getting. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I was like, I was, I was. Um, and then, you know, so I see this guy fix his shoes and he gets to leave and she saw like the lady saw the look on my face and she looks at me and she says, he gets to leave because he just had a foot problem. You get to stay here because I don't think that you're going to be okay out there. Okay. So she wasn't a medical director of the race or like no. not, not even medical professional there, right? Just a volunteer. Know. Just so a what, volunteer that had no idea what she was doing. So just to be clear, um, you know, cause I haven't even, I've never run like an organized ultra race at all. So what's, what are, what are the roles of volunteers at these aid stations here? Well, if see, typically, there, typically. here's, here's what I didn't know. Um, some volunteers have the authority to pull you in certain races and some don't have the authority Okay. Are those, I, are those volunteers like, um, identifiable by like a vest or anything like that? Or, um, no, usually it's just something that the race director will tell you up front. Okay. Um, okay. At, at a race event, if, you know, um, if you know, you're in a certain shape and you're not like medically cleared to go on or whatever okay. so the either way they can pull you so these volunteers would have some sort of training yeah behind them to know mm-hmm. you know what the guidelines are to pull a runner or not right yeah okay yeah sure. so yeah and when she when she looked at me and she said that she also said um like kind of glancing up and down my body that you shouldn't be out here doing this sort of thing. And she's like, you need to take better care of yourself than the other runners here. And she like glanced over at the the food table, like the station table. And I'm thinking, what does that even mean? Like, am I too little to run ultra marathons? Because I'm petite 
and I was a lot smaller than she was right. but like she was definitely being like judgmental of me and that I was standing there in this vulnerable state and she was kind of just attacking me um, on all these different levels and I wanted to go back out and I did the retired EMS took my pulse and blood pressure and I was normal so I was healthy I could have kept going on um, I didn't know that he didn't have the authority to pull me and that's where the issue came in so the next thing that happened was I stood there and just like stared at her I don't even know the look on my face if I was pissed or if I was sad probably both um and I'm still not thinking the best just because I'm exhausted and even more exhausted from this lady and the like just the mind game she was playing with me this whole time um and just you know just knocking like knocking you down when you like kicking you while you're already down mm -hmm. I was just I, my I was just mentally and emotionally shot you know and she looks at me and she says do you want to be done? Do you want to drop right here right now? And I shook my head. I said, no, I'm not going to drop. And then there was a pause of silence. And then she says, do you want me to tell them that I pulled you from the race? And, I'm and I said to her, if that's what you're going to do and you're not going to let me go on, then get it over with. And so she walks over, grabs the walkie-talkie. I could hear the race director, who's my friend, on the walkie-talkie. I don't know. I wasn't thinking, so I should have went over and talked to him myself. Mm -hmm. And as she's talking to him, she says, runner, um, Shannon Mick, number whatever, 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 is dropping from the race. And my friend um, was like, you know, I, I could, like, I, I don't know. I know he was concerned, but we didn't, um, we didn't talk at that moment. And she came back over to me and she said, I told him I pulled you from the race. And I'm thinking, I didn't bring it up because you know I'm tired and this like this thing is just said and done like we're just done mm -hmm. um I, like I clearly heard her say I dropped from the race and that's like a huge lie because she lied to the race director and she lied to me she like there like everything about it she did not want me to finish the race at all she was clearly there just for her own, um, like, I don't know, to be powerful and controlling or whatever the situation was. I don't think she was truly there for the runners. Um, I didn't see any positive interactions between her and the runners as they came in and out of the aid stations. So right. that, that's my take on it. Um, the next evening after the race, uh, well, no, my husband came, he picked me up. Um, and as we were getting a ride back to our vehicle, my friend 
text my husband and said, hey, is Shannon okay? Is she really sick? Is she hurt? You know, thinking that I had an emergency and I dropped. Right. And he's like, no, she was pulled. And then they knew like that that's what that lady did. So then the next night, my husband and I are out on a walk and we ran into our friend and um, extremely apologetic, like super nice. I, you know, he, um, he gave me like a, a free drink um, and he had told me that there'd been issues before with this person. Oh, there's a history there. Okay. There's a history. And he didn't know she was going to be volunteering at this race. Okay. Um, so, and then that's when I found out that she had no authority to pull me. Right. Um, I didn't know that. And I told him, I had no idea that they had no authority to do it. And I, I told him, well, she lied to both of us. Yeah, yeah, pretty pretty deceitful so, because she didn't, yeah. you know, she told you she was pulling you and then she told them that you were dropping because had she said, I'm pulling this runner, they'd be like, you can't do that. She needs to drop. Right. right. Yeah. And then you could have maybe had the opportunity to be like, see you later, I'm leaving. But right. yeah, you know, the impression I'm getting from what you were telling me is like, you know, the entire time you're there, you're like, yeah, despite your struggles that you're having, you're just trying to plead with her to like, hey, I'm going now. But mm -hmm. like she was just putting yeah. up that, that barrier, like, no, you're not going. Right. Yeah. And I've, I've thought about um, just running off, but also, you know, if you do that, you want to be um, invited back to the race. You know, I don't want to go on any sort of like ban list sure. just because I ran off when I was told I, I couldn't run off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. So. And plus that's just rude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so, um, you know, I, again, my heart breaks for you for that too, because it, it quite the ordeal and you're vulnerable and, you know, had this such this negative interaction and somebody kind of like force feeding you, um, opinions and, and positions and things like that. So, um, you know, they must've done more than just give you a drink, like a free drink to make up for up for everything here. So yeah yeah i get in for free next year oh okay well that's pretty darn good i guess that's eh? pretty good <laughs> you know awesome awesome hopefully uh they'll they'll screen their volunteers moving forward yeah that's, yeah yeah, yeah. That's so, good. yeah. so yeah. How, how are you feeling about everything now because i know you were you were pretty pissed like after it happened have i mean i'm sure you've had time now to process everything and you're you're okay with it now you got peace is that right i have a little bit of peace with it that's yeah. good. I'm sure it's always going to yeah. irk you a little bit, but, uh, it, it is. Yep. you know, hopefully you never have to go through an experience like that, you know, and if, if you're going to get pulled from a race, there's got to be a good reason for it. Right. Not, right. Yeah. Not because I, you're, you know, you're hurting and, and you're just, you know, having a little bit of mom guilt and stuff like that, which is totally normal. I get that on like regular runs. I'm like, Oh yeah, I get that on regular runs too. You know, yeah, yeah. 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 No, I, I feel like the situation was so unique that it won't ever happen again. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's crazy story. Crazy story, Shannon. I'm so happy you, like you shared that with us because, you know, um, we, we all have those challenges and all those things that happen, but you know, I'm sitting here talking to you now you're smiling. We're, 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 you know, recapping everything, but you're able to smile about it and, and move forward. And, uh, you know, things are good. So 
Um, where, where are you going from here now? Are you just doing training runs? Do you have another event coming up that you have your eyes on or? Um, I've got a whole handful of things because, you know, I just, I keep moving forward and pushing hard. So, um, my trail run yesterday was actually part of an FKT course that I'm looking at doing here in a few weeks. I just have to find what week cause I'm so busy. But um, yeah, I'm looking at doing a 50 mile FKT to make up for the um, the ultra, the 50, the 50 miler that I was pulled from. Yeah. Um, and actually part of the FKT course is the same course of this race as well. Oh, wow. Cool. So yeah. Yeah. A little bit of redemption for you. Yes. A little bit. So I'm looking forward to that. And um, then my husband has Laurel Highlands ultra uh, also in June. And then, um, I'll be crew pacing a friend at Badwater 135 in July. And then, um, August, my husband and I are talking about signing up for a 50 miler to just do it together. Oh, cool. Steve is yeah. your husband, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. You'll have to talk to Steve and I'll either have to get him on the show by himself or get both of you on next time <laughs> and we'll have a chat. Cause that'd be cool. Yeah. The ultra running couple, right? So yep. yeah, that'll be awesome. Shannon, we are <laughs> kind of getting near the end of our time here. So, you know, I just want to say to you, um, first off, thanks for coming and, and sharing, sharing your ups and downs with us. Cause I know, you know, it's, it's vulnerable to kind of share these things, but, um, you know, you said you're petite, you may be small, but you're certainly mighty and, uh, you're, you're a great runner and, uh, you're going to do great things. And, you know, it sounds like you've got a pretty good summer plan which mm -hmm. is awesome. And uh, beyond that, I just want to let you know that I would love you to run wild, my friend. <laughs> Thanks. Have a good evening. You too, Shannon. Trail Tales ERP now has a brand new YouTube channel. You can head over there through our website and check out all our latest videos. And please don't forget to subscribe. If you could also leave us a review on wherever you get our podcast from, that would be greatly appreciated. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at trail underscore tails underscore ARP. You can also join our Strava running group at Trail Tales ARP. Thank you so much for your continued support. Run wild.